What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzos growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see. The Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. I am live in studio today. And, uh, you know, everything, for the most part, is normal. We have a different person running the board over there. It's kind of nice. I get to hang out with Nate Shellman for a little while. Appreciate it, Nate. I'm sure you got to give... Uh, was Tara working real late last night with the, the football game? Um, no. Uh, she has. She's trying to sell me the idea that she's under the weather. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. So, I mean, it, it, whatever. I mean... <laughs> I, I can't question her. I'm, yeah, I'm not well, ex, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, well, Tara, Tara works super hard, and I, you know, we I hope always, she gets better. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, appreciate you uh, filling in for her today, and uh, we're going to talk about some lawn and garden stuff. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show, I always uh, I have a handful of things that uh, I will plan on talking about. But if you'd like to be a part of the show, I love talking to you, uh, you folks out there. So if you've got something going on in the lawn or garden. And you'd like to ask a question about it, or you got something you're not too sure about, please give me a call. You can do that at 208 336 3700 or 1 800 529 KBOY. We've got a few things going on in the valley today. We've got C uh, Spot Walk is going on right now at Julia Davis Park. I was actually there this morning helping set up and getting uh, the, the folks that volunteered to help uh, out our booth. All set up, and uh, I had never actually been to Sea Spot Walk. This is the first time I'd ever actually been there, um, and I don't get to see the walk, unfortunately. I mean, uh, but you know, I'm there. I was there. Got to help out. It's pretty pretty big event. It's their first time coming back to an in person event, so um, it's great for them. It's a big fundraiser for them, and uh, they said numbers were down a little bit, which is unfortunate. But just keep that in mind as we head into the holiday season. Uh, there's going to be plenty of opportunities to uh, help the Idaho Humane Society out. They really depend on a lot of those donations, and uh, as much as we can help them out, we want to do that. So uh, if you're down at Seaspock Walk, you're probably not listening to this, uh, but you know if you are, by chance, maybe. I hope you're having a great time. Uh, we've got a few other things coming up. In uh, uh, just another couple weeks, I think on October 15th, uh, we will be having... Uh, a new event. We haven't done something like this before, but we're going to be doing a live event at our State Street store. We have uh, a big uh, space over there that we do our trainings and our classes and a lot of stuff for our employees there. Uh, but we will be doing a, an event at that location. Uh, we're calling it Canine University. It's going to be uh, a dog training, like basic dog training event where we'll have some classes. It's free to, uh, attend. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to register. You don't have to pay anything. You can come and go as you please. You can find information about that at zamzos.com, uh, or on Facebook or Instagram. We've got stuff up there. So you can find some info at that about that. It's going to be pretty cool. 
Um, we have a certified dog trainer that works at our Fairview location. Her name is Eva, and she is actually at C-Spot Walk right now as well, but she is a, a fantastic dog trainer. She's going to be teaching a couple classes uh, about some basic obedience and some crate training, as well as we'll have uh, Joss, Zamzo, and Corey uh, McClymans, uh, who are... Well, one of them is the owner of the company, uh, and uh, the other one is a, a co-worker of mine, and they will be teaching some classes about uh, nutrition, and we'll also have uh, some tables and some things there with a whole bunch of new products, things that they've found uh, going to the uh, the different shows across the uh uh, uh, of the country. They go to these different trade shows. They find new toys, new treats, all sorts of new cool, fun stuff. So we're going to have some samples of those there at the, the event as well. It's going to go from around, I think around 10, 9 or 10 o'clock. I can't remember exactly. I should know these things. Uh, it goes till about 1 or so. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. And if you've got a new dog or thinking about getting a new dog, getting on top of that training earlier, just, you know, even understanding it. When I got uh, our dog, uh, Opal last year, uh, it was, uh, that was one of the big things. That was one of my big, like, barriers to wanting to get a dog was I wanted to understand how to, uh, train my dog, how to talk to her, how to understand what she was telling me. And uh, it makes a huge difference when your dog has even just some of those basic obedience things down. Uh, you know, it just, it helps your relationship with your dog. And that's, that's awesome. So that'll be a, a really fun event. There will also be, you'll hear more about this as we get a little bit closer, but we will also be having a dog food sale that week as well. So keep that on the calendar. Should be a lot of fun. One last thing we have going on at the stores right now. Uh, we partnered up with, uh, Boise Parks and, uh, a group called the Treasure Valley Canopy Network. And we are, participating in their Shading the Valley Challenge where uh, they're trying to encourage more folks to plant more trees. This is the city of trees after all. Uh, but if you go to our Chinden location right now, I was there earlier this week, they have lots of trees still available. They are on sale for just regularly. We've got them on sale. And if you go into the Chinden location, they also have a $50 voucher. So on top of the sale that they are, you'll also get an additional $50 off. And that is uh, being pro uh, provided by the Treasure Valley Canopy Network and Boise Parks to uh, plant more trees and shade the valley. So check that out if you're thinking about planting a tree. Fall is a great time to plant. And uh, it's something to take advantage of for sure. Okay, so that's kind of the, the news I have for Zamzos as far as what we've got going on. But if you'd like to be a part of the show, I'd love to talk to you. You can give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I'm live in studio, and I would love to talk to you. Let's get into that, uh, why it's such a great idea to plant trees right now. Uh, you know, we, A lot of people will ask, and it kind of goes with grass seed, and I was actually going to talk about grass seed in a little bit as well. Uh, but why planting a tree in fall is such a, a, a like kind of the ideal time. Uh, what I like to think about is a tree, when it gets planted, it's going to go through what's called transplant shock. So there's going to be a time where the tree is uh, kind of at a disadvantage. When we think about how these trees are grown, they're usually, uh, they can be grown in the ground and then they're cut out and then they're done what's called bald and burlap where they're wrapped in a big burlap uh, material and then they're shipped across the countries. Others are grown in a can, like a, a, a barrel, and uh, those can range in various sizes. 
and they're either grown in that or they're grown in the field and then transferred to that before that they then they move on. So it's very stressful for the trees to go through all that process and get moved across the country and end up at a nursery. And when you plant it, that's a new stress. So that's a that's a, a moment where the tree is going to have a hard time adjusting to its new environment. And in fall, we take out a lot of the things that continue to increase that that difficulty in transplanting. Uh, when we plant in the summer, or the, we don't want to plant in summer, but when we plant in spring, the tree only has so many days that it gets to overcome that transplant shock. The temperatures are rising, uh, so it has to really work really hard to spread its roots out and start moving. And there's a really important thing that we, oh, we've talked about it a number of times, but there's an important uh, symbiosis that happens with tree roots. And it's actually really fascinating. It's a little fungus called mycorrhizae. And mycorrhizae is actually, uh, it's a, it's a, it is actually a fungus, but it attaches to the plant's roots. And the, the mycorrhizae is actually what brings a lot of the water and nutrients into the tree. The roots actually have very little ability uh, to bring in water and nutrients. It's only at the very tips of the roots where it can actually do that. But the mycorrhizae actually inoculates the entirety of the root, and it's able, it's that mycorrhizae, that symbiotic relationship where the mycorrhizae is actually bringing in a lot of the water and nutrients. And it takes time for that mycorrhizae to inoculate and move throughout the tree. Uh, so that's why something like our 321 grow tabs are really helpful because it, uh, when you're planting the tree, it is a, inoculating that soil with that mycorrhizae right away so it speeds up that transplant shock or you know gets the tree past that shock point and really starts to help it establish and get ready and prepare for whatever is happening so in summer or spring when we plant you've got this really really stressful time on top of rising temperatures and you know it's always hard to adjust the watering so that's why we want to plant in fall because the fall it's the temperatures are cooling down the tree is going to have all through the fall all through the winter and next spring where it's going to be able to get through that transplant shock that mycorrhizae is going to be able to inoculate the roots and next year it's going to come out in a much better place it's going to be a lot stronger a lot healthier and it's going to be able to deal with that first summer heat okay we are done with that first segment. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and we will be right back. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and even though fall has officially arrived, our days are still warm, but our nights and mornings are cool, making this the ideal weather to apply Zamzo's lawn food, which is step four in the Zamzo's lawn program. But you don't need to be on our program to apply Zamzo's lawn food. You can buy it one bag at a time and apply it any time, which this time of year is important for your lawn's good health. That's because your lawn is recovering from the record hot summer we just had, where we suffered through 27 days of the temperature being over 100 degrees. That was hard on us and really hard on our lawns. But Zamzo's Lawn Food was formulated by my dad, Jim Zamzo, to replace the vital trace minerals your lawn used up just trying to survive. Plus, this early fall application gives your lawn a much-needed feeding. So if you haven't already done so, feed your lawn now with Zamzo's Lawn Food, available exclusively at Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including Federal Way and Geckler in Southeast Boise. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. 
All right, we are back for part two, the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie, and uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm live in studio, so if you would like to ask any questions, if you got something on your mind, or even, you know what I even like to hear about? I like to hear about what went well out in your lawn and garden this year. You know, what what did you grow or, you know, that just, you you rocked it. You, you, you know, you've got the big tomato or the big pepper or Whatever it is, I love hearing about that sort of stuff too. I like hearing about successes. I know a lot of times this is a call-in show, and I gotta anyway. I get to help people with their problems, but you know, if you got something and you want to do a little bit of a, a little humble brag, I would love to hear that as well because that's always fun. You know, this is there's be a platform for you to to brag about something. Uh, so if you'd like to do that, you can also you know give me a call with that as well. What you got something, Nate, that you want to humble brag about? We have a succulent there. <laughs> That we haven't killed in six years. Yeah, you, you're crushing it, man. We have a cat. So the fact that we have a succulent that oh, there you go. Died, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it keeps on growing in weird ways. Like we, it's kind of a cactus type, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure I, I'm not an expert. <laughs> Somebody gave it to us. Yeah, it had a flower on it, and the flower is 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 dull, but it still like is growing, and I don't understand anything about it. But we haven't killed it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's awesome. Just I love hearing I that. Get. I love hearing that too. I know <laughs> I, I, that's that's great. Congratulations, by the way, <laughs> that you've been able to keep it alive for six years. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, but if you've got something else that you'd like to talk about, please give me a call. 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Uh, if you, uh, the other thing to just remind you of, if you have questions throughout the week, something that you think about, uh, or something that you notice, uh, and you'd like to get a hold of me, you can actually do that pretty much any day of the week. Uh, I don't always answer things on Saturday or Sunday outside of the radio show because I need my time off as well, but I will absolutely get back to you. Uh, emails, zamzos at zamzos.com. You can send those directly to that, that, uh, email. Uh, I get those. So I see everything that comes into Zamzos as far as an email goes. So Zamzos at Zamzos.com. You can find that at our website at Zamzos.com. You can also reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. I see all those things too. That's what I do. That's my day job. So, uh, I'm always looking at that stuff and I will absolutely answer any of your questions. Really anytime you can think about it. If you're out in the backyard and you notice something, snap a picture, send it to me. I will get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, but for now, if you'd like to be a part of the show, please give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. We're talking about uh, planting trees. I I am a tree, uh, I will say I am a tree lover. I'm a tree hugger um, when it comes to those sorts of things. I love I love trees. They're my absolute like favorite thing. That in Wales, uh, but I don't have any classical training in Wales. It's just a love for a, that giant animal. Uh, but I love talking about trees. Right now, if you go to the Chinden Zamzos and uh, you're looking to plant something, add something to the backyard, you can get that extra 50 bucks off uh, thanks to the Treasure Valley Canopy Network and Boise Parks. Sea uh, Spot Walk is happening right now. I hope those folks are having fun. Uh, but let's move into something else uh, right now. Uh, this summer was uh, a record-breaking summer, as they say. We had what, 27 days of over a hundred degrees. Um, and that's a, that's a lot of heat and, uh, plants really stress out. Actually, as I've been kind of driving around, I, I, I've been looking at trees and, 
because it's just what I do. It's one of those those things that I do is I, I notice plants, I notice what's happening, and I take note of things, and I try to think about what could be going on. But I have noticed, you know, it is fall, so there is that color change. But in and there's some things that are happening that just seem a little odd, and the only thing I would probably say has happened is that it's different because we had a lot of heat, and so that really stresses out those plants. And as we get into fall and the color changes, a lot of those things really start to weigh on them and they really react very differently uh to those those changing seasons so uh with that said thrive is absolutely the thing you want to apply to those trees and shrubs right now thrive is a great fertilizer and what you the really the the thing that you're doing with applying thrive right now to those trees and shrubs is the trees have been you know they've been stressed out they've been doing their thing most trees can handle that what what they don't do or what ha- tends to happen is that they get these stressors and they have to use a lot of their energy to recuperate and repair and they use that through as we're going into fall and heading into winter so if you can give them some thrive you basically giving them an extra boost as they head into fall and winter so that they can get through the winter and come out next year uh looking really awesome uh, so the other thing that you can start doing, or you might want to, th- because of that heat, a lot of lawns have had a lot of trouble. We've had, you know, we had a lot of bugs as we typically do, uh, you know, chinch bugs, crabgrass, lots of different issues happen in the lawn and that heat just kind of exacerbates those things. It just makes them, uh, more difficult and harder for the lawn to recover. So reseeding right now is something that you definitely want to think about, whether you've got like the entire lawn was really struggling or you just got spots. Um, now is a great time to reseed because we still have good, nice warm days. Uh, and the soil is warmer than what we really think, right? So the, the, the soil temperature is one, one of that, the big keys to this. The soil temperatures have to be high enough in order to, uh, get that germination process to get started. So we want to make sure that, uh, the soil is still warm. We still have good daytime temperatures and we're getting cooler at nights, which is the perfect recipe for sowing new grass seeds. So whether you have a spot, you got to do the whole lawn, whatever it is, uh, now's a great time to, uh, seed. So let's go ahead. Looks like we got a phone call from Doug in, uh, Meridian. Doug, how's it going? How can I help you today? I, I'm trying to generate a picture to send you. Um, my tree, um, on the west side, of my garage, um, all the leaves on the maple are all dried out, and it's not because of the fall coming. Mm. The other side of the tree is just fine; it's still green. Uh, so you here's one that's kind of interesting. I've actually um, is it so it's on is the the side of the tree that's towards the garage is the side that's struggling or starting to dry out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I think what you have there is how close to the garage is it, Doug? Uh, it's pretty close to the garage. Yeah. What I would imagine is you've probably got radiant heat that's bouncing off that side of the the garage, and it's it's keeping that side of the tree the tree warmer. So uh, that will then cause things later on as it goes. It's kind of already, and it might be you know starting to go the opposite way as the sun starts to. Uh, change, uh, you might have some differences in that radiant heat coming off of the garage. I actually, when I was in school, there was uh, this line of maple trees 
uh, on the campus, and one of the trees was right underneath one of these big lights that were on campus. And that tree is all the same tree on this big, long line, and that one tree was the last one to drop its leaves every single year because it had that light that was on all night long. So those sorts of things can really change up what's going on. You've got one side of the tree that's kind of more open, not really exposed to something, and the other tree, the other side of it is exposed. So it's probably something off the the garage, that radiant heat or something like that. Uh, At this point of the year, there's probably not a lot you can do. Like it's already kind of gone into its process of going into winter, and it's it's changing up a lot of things. So what I would make sure you do or think about uh, is, and because, again, we had such so many days uh, of that, hundred plus, uh, you know, if and it wasn't a hundred plus, it was 90 something plus. So you just have a lot of consecutive days of a lot of heat over and over and over again. It's just stressing out that side of the tree. So I would make sure and you probably already have, uh, or, or, or will be doing soon, but definitely get that thrive on there and, and even think about maybe, uh, giving it a little bit of extra water. Um, even now, uh, you know, leaving the hose out there for, you know, 30, 45 minutes and just soaking it really good. Uh, getting some thrive on it, those things will help make sure that it kind of re- it recovers. It has everything that it needs. Um, it's full up of water, and it's going to go into winter with what it needs to you know survive that winter and come out next year and do a good. And then next year, just keep an eye on that weather. We know so we know that something has happened. Uh, so keep an eye on that and and think and try to remember it. Set yourself like a reminder. You know, once we get to July. Give it a little bit of extra water because water is what the tree is going to use to cool itself off. Uh, so a little bit of extra isn't going to hurt it um, at that now, point. You, as you always say, it, it would be best to do a, do the water around the circumference and the uh, thrive around the circumference of the tree. The, the expand, you know. Yeah, under, you, you uh, wanted to you want to get it in like the area like I uh, the one of the ways it was explained to me once that I kind of liked is if you think of the tree's canopy as an umbrella think just imagine yeah. that the whole thing is an umbrella the the way the place right. you want to water and feed that tree is the area that would not get wet if that canopy was an umbrella right so oh, that's right. that's the area you want to make sure that that water gets into. Make sure that's you spread your fertilizer, your thrive out in that area where it wouldn't get wet if it was an umbrella. That's what you would consider yeah. the drip zone. Because um, it, uh, what I have on the on the garage is those little windows across one strip of the mm. um, garage door. Yeah, and it, the car gets shade that sits there. Um, close to the tree, um, it gets shade in the afternoon, but all the yeah. sun is in the morning. Right. And it's probably just holding on to it and, and keeping it going. So a little bit of water, yeah. a little bit of thrive shouldn't be a problem. All right, I got to go to a break. Doug, thank you so much for the call. Appreciate that. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. We'll be right back. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. 
Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and as you may recall, I've been a champion for using less grain and starch in dog foods for years. In fact, I helped formulate our Grandma Z's grain-free dog food along with the rest of the Grandma Z's line. In my opinion, they're still the best dog foods on the market. But if you're feeding a grocery store dog food that contains corn, wheat, or soy, our new Zamzo's Fundamentals line may be just for you. You see, not all grains are bad for dogs, but only the right types of grains, and never as the first ingredient. With our new Zamzo's Fundamentals line, that's not a problem, because the first ingredient is always chicken, turkey, or whitefish, followed by brown rice, oatmeal, and other wholesome grains. You might say Zamzo's Fundamentals sticks to the fundamentals of good nutrition, while at the same time being priced at or below the cost of grocery store dog food. So if you're feeding Grandma Z's, you're already feeding the best. But if you're feeding another brand, try our new Fundamentals dog food in chicken, turkey, or whitefish. Available now at any Treasure Valley Zamzos. All right, we are back for part three of the Zamzos Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. And uh, today we're talking about some stuff for the lawn and garden as pertaining to fall. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, if you got something going on that you'd like to talk about or ask about or something you want to brag about, something that you were really excited about this year, I'd love to hear all of those sorts of things. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. I did want to get into a little bit of reseeding because we were now's a great time to reseed the lawn, to fix those spots uh, from whatever might have happened, you know, most of the things that are going to cause damage to the lawn right now have already run their course. They've done their thing. They're not going to be continuing to damage the lawn as we get cooler and cooler. Those things are going to go away. They're going to stop. And so now's our time for repair. And we still have plenty of time to do that. The daytime temperatures are warm enough. The soil temperature is still warm enough. We've got cooler temperatures. We're still a little bit away from a frost, so right now is the perfect time to reseed. So you definitely want to get that. If you've got those areas, now is the time to do it. So here's what you want to make sure that you do, uh, you take care of when you're going to get some reseeding. you got to make sure first that you've figured out what was wrong. You know, If it was a bug or a sprinkler, you, deal, you need to fix that stuff. So let's say we've, we've solved that issue. What you want to do for the seeding is make sure you clean up the area as best you can. Get all the dead stuff out of there. Get down to the soil. Now, this is an important thing that a lot of people don't always pay attention to. You'll clean out like the blades of grass. A lot of times there's a little layer of material underneath that. Some people will call it thatch. It's not a true thatch, but we'll just call it that because that's kind of the terminology we we tend to use. Got to make sure you break out that thatch layer and you get down to the soil. You have to see dirt because you want that new seed to be touching the soil. If it's on top of that thatch layer, it's going to have a harder time to reseed and actually get roots down. It's got to grow the roots through that material, which is not good for uh, soil, water retention, and nutrient retention. It's got to grow the roots through that. So you want to get as much of that out of there as you can so the seed is touching the soil. And then what I like to do is I once you're down to the soil, I like to put my cover down first. So you're going to put down your compost or your peat moss or whatever it is you have, even some potting soil, lots of different things you can use. None of them are really wrong. You can use any of them. Put that down first and then put your seed over the top of it. 
be and what what a lot of times what we tend to do is we put the seed down first and then you put the cover over the top of it a lot of times there the cover will be too thick and it'll be harder you'll have less of the grass will actually break through that and start to grow so put the seed on top the seed only needs about a quarter of an inch of cover to actually do what it needs to do so put the seed on top uh, and then we'll get into that. Uh, get into a little bit more of that. Let's go to. Uh, we have Fred in Nampa. Fred, how's it going? How can I help you today? It's going good. Thank you very much for taking my call. You bet. I have uh, two questions. Um, one, I zamzo's my lawn, uh, <laughs> and and it's and it's it's very green and very nice. Um, but they turn the water off. Is there anything I need to yeah. do to prepare that for the winter? Um, you mean the sprinklers or the lawn? Well, the sprinklers, uh, yeah. Well, no, not the sprinklers. The lawn. The lawn. Yeah. Okay. So, um, because we have such, um, there's not much. Have you already applied step four, the lawn yes. food for now? Okay. So that's good. So you've got that down. It's been watered in. It's doing its thing. That's totally perfect. Uh, uh, and and you're you're in good shape there. Uh, you're not going to have to do a whole lot. You've fed the lawn. You've given it human green. It's got its thing. It's cooling down. The 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 demand on the grass is very low right now. Uh, because okay. it's the temperatures are low. This is the, actually the time of year where the grass loves to just be alive. So right. it's got everything that it needs. You've got a couple of things in your favor. You've got uh, the cooler temperatures. We're starting to get a little bit of dew in the morning, um, and that okay. dew is enough that's going to get down into the soil and keep uh, it keep it moist okay. enough. It doesn't need that much water. Now, if you start to see a little bit of that color change where it needs a little bit of water, you know, it kind of turns to that bluish gray cast in areas, you might have to put, you know, uh, run a hose out there and let it soak for a little while, but it's not going to need very much. You know, 15, 20 minutes of a good soak is going to be plenty. And as we just keep getting cooler and cooler, um, those other things just persist. You know, you've got more dew. You know, we start to get into some frost, Rain which then so molts so. off, and we're going to, yeah, we're going to get into that weather, and you're going to be, it's going to be just fine. Um, so the and, bluish gray is what I didn't realize. I thought it would be brown. I've seen bluish gray before, and that's what it is, lack of water. Yes, that's the first sign that it is lacking water, is that bluish okay. gray cast to it, that bluish gray look. It will eventually turn brown if you don't do anything about it. Um, <laughs> but you're also at a point of the year where if it does start to do that, we're not that far away from when we're going to really have water and snow kind of in abundance and it's going to bounce back really fast. So it's now is like kind of like the best time to have a lawn because you don't have to do as much to keep it looking good. And then we'll be looking at recharger. Yeah. We'll be looking at recharger here in a little bit as well. So I have one more question for you. If I can yeah, go for it. I planted a tree, I don't know, two or three months ago and it's doing fine. But I, I was in the truck, and I heard it, and I must have got out of something. But I just heard the word thrive. Should I be putting thrive on that now? Yes, I would, especially if you okay. planted it this year. Okay. Yeah, for I sure. I should do that to all, all of my trees, right? I would, yeah. Fall's, the, fall's a great time to put thrive down. The trees, uh, the trees this time of year are soaking up everything that they can. They're preparing for winter, and so they're okay. kind of like, um, you know, they're like a squirrel preparing. You know, they're burying everything. That's, <laughs> they're not, right. you know, but they're, they're bringing everything into their roots. They're storing it all, they're, and that's what it's going to feed off of uh, through the winter. So, yeah, thrive right now is excellent. And that's from the tree line, the tree, uh, the the tree um, itself, out to the edge of its 
um, branches, right? Right. Yep. That's what you would call it. that whole area in between there is what's called the drip zone. You want to apply your Thrive as evenly as you can throughout that area. Would a spray work, or do I just need to dump it out of a gallon bucket? You can use a watering can if it's a really big tree. Ask about uh, if you're you know heading to the store. Ask about. Um, the siphon that we have is really easy to use. I actually made a video about it, uh, that is on our YouTube channel that you can check out. Uh, it's our, just Zamzo's, uh, uh, on, on YouTube and, um, you gotta scroll through it a little bit, but, uh, I made that video last year that shows you how to use it. I am applying Thrive to the lawn in that case, um, but it's gonna be the same if you're applying it to a tree, but the siphon makes it really easy, especially if you've got a really big tree. And if you got other plants there too, it's not a big deal. The other plants will love it and uh, it just makes applying it so much easier it says uh, a gallon of water uh, i got a really short tree that i got from um, the idaho electrical and yeah it's kind of funny they asked if you want those and i said yeah and it came in the mail i was like whoa yeah <laughs> and so so but i don't need that much for that little tree right no i would just yeah mix up you know a gallon and just you know soak it actually i mean if you use a whole gallon of it uh, not a whole gallon of thrive but a gallon of thrive mixed water with water it's going to be yes, fine. Sir. The nice thing about Thrive is that it's not going to, it doesn't force feed plants. It just puts the nutrients in the soil and the trees take in uh, what they need. So okay, I get it makes it real easy it. to use. All right. Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being on the air. Absolutely. In there, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks for the call, Fred. And uh, good luck with everything this year. All right. Um, I think we'll go ahead and hit a break. Uh, we got one more segment here in the Zamzo's Garden Show. So if you'd like to give us a call, do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. We'll be right back. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and if you have brown spots in your lawn that popped up this summer and need to be replanted, Samzo's has just what you need to fix them fast. The secret is our new Zamzo's Spot Regrow, the all-in-one mulch, grass seed, and soil neutralizer that regrows your grass in just two weeks. And Zamzo's Spot Regrow is easy to use. Just loosen and smooth the soil, then shake on Zamzo's Regrow using one cup per square foot. Water once per day to keep the soil moist till the grass reaches three inches tall and you're done. For larger patches or an entire lawn, Zamzo's has an array of different types of grass seed by the bag or in bulk. And we have a variety of ways to cover and protect your seed. Remember, right now's the best time to plant a new lawn. The soil is warm, but the nights and evenings are cool. So if you're tired of seeing brown spots in your lawn, Zamzo's has what you need to turn them green. So come see us. 13 stores to serve you, including Cuna, across from the park. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. All right. This is a different bumper music. I don't think I've heard this one coming back. Uh, it's good times. All right. Hey, this is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie, and uh, I am live in studio. We've got a little bit of time left. If you want to get a call in, we certainly have a few more minutes to take another phone call or two. You can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. So we were talking about uh, planting trees. Fall is the best time to plant trees. Fall is also the best time to reseed your lawn. And uh, you can do both of those things right now. The other thing I want to talk about uh, is really good thing to do in fall is plant garlic. And uh, all the stores have garlic in available right now. 
and uh, it, we've got a, 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 I think it's not a new vendor. We had this vendor last year, but we got more from them this year. And if you've never planted garlic or you're new to gardening and this is something that you would like, I, uh, I want to say what, three or four years ago, I kind of, uh, took over the household cooking for my family, um, for a handful of different reasons. Uh, I like food for one. I love eating food. I love eating good food. I like making food. And, uh, what I've found is that garlic is something that, uh, I think I make, I have just with about everything. Garlic goes well. I can't think of a few things uh, that I don't usually put garlic on. And uh, so now is the time. If you are somebody who does a lot of cooking or, you know, you just like garlic. I mean, I guess you could just eat garlic. That seems kind of strange. But maybe you do. I'm not going to judge. But now is the time where you would plant garlic. Now, garlic, there's a few caveats because similar to potatoes, right? When we bring potatoes in in the spring, uh, garlic has to be certified to be grown in Idaho, which is really it's an, it's an important thing for us to remember that uh, garlic to be grown in Idaho to be grown in Idaho has to have been grown in Idaho. So for us to plant it, it has to have come from Idaho. So if you go from the, go to the store and plant that garlic, that's a big no, no, that is not certified to be planted. Uh, Nate is asking me why, and I, I will tell you why actually it's really, it's, it's, it's actually a very important situation. So garlic that is um, from Idaho um, does not have, it's a, there's a disease called, I think it's called white mold or white fungus. Um, but it is a soil borne fungus that gets into the soil. And if you bring garlic from outside of the state and it's not been treated, it's not grown and it has that fungus on it, the garlic bulbs can, per, can live with this fungus. And if you take it from the store and you plant it, you could be putting it into the soil. Now, then from there, it can transfer into fields. It can go all over the place. And once it's in that field, they, that farmer cannot plant garlic. They will not be able to plant garlic in that field for something like seven to eight years. So it just can devastate the, the garlic farming in Idaho. It's the same thing with potatoes. If potatoes have uh, a, a disease or something that comes in from another location and it's planted and gets into the soil, it, you know, those are, it's a big, huge industry for us. And, uh, that's why those things are really protected. And Idaho does a really good job. I mean, whether or not you want to say it's a good job, uh, you know, this is a state that relies on farming and we want to protect those people's like it's their livelihood. It's what they do. So that's why these things are in place. It's the same thing with hops. It's the same thing with grapes. Uh, those things are very, very protected. Uh, is this organic or modified mold in engineered? Is it no? So, um, it's not an engineered thing. Uh, they're not, yeah, no, it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with like, uh, what do they call it? The GMO. Yeah, no, it's not, it has nothing to do with that. Um, those are, that's a completely different situation, but, uh, <laughs> I could probably get into that one for a long time. Might actually get in a lot of trouble for talking about that one from some people, but, um, it's not, uh, that's not what it is. It's more, it's more has to do with the, the fungus and protecting the farmers so that their soil and these things don't spread around. So what we have at Zamzos is certified organic, uh, not, I, it might be organic, actually. I actually don't know. But it is certified to be grown in Idaho, 
and that's the big thing. The nice, the other. So here's the thing: when you buy a bulb of garlic, you get that whole thing. It's got all those cloves on it. Each one of those cloves is going to turn into an entire garlic plant, and it's going to grow its own bulb. So when you buy one full bulb of garlic, you're actually getting you know ten to twelve plants off of that one bulb. So it really goes a long ways. And there's a lot of different varieties around uh, of garlic. So there's uh, some that are hotter, some that are sweeter, some that are, you know, have different flavors. And actually, you know, if you get something like a purple, uh, I think it's called a Lors. Um, there's Italian, which is a little bit hotter, has a little bit more of a kick to it. Lors is a really good one. And it, sometimes you, when you go to the grocery store, you'll notice some different colored garlic um, and it's worth trying some of those other ones because they do have a little bit of a different flavor to them. And you'll notice that they, some of them have a little bit more heat. They have a little bit more oil. And so it's a good idea to buy a couple different varieties and plant them. Uh, and here's the big, like the, the, my best thing that I can recommend to do if you're planting garlic, if you're going to do it, now's the time. Um, you're going to break those cloves off. You're going to, you know, clear out an area. You're going to prepare your soil, and then you're going to plant that garlic in a handful of different. You you, you want to go about inch inch and a half down into the soil, cover it, mark the location that you planted the garlic. Because sure enough, by f- next spring, you might forget where it was. So put something there so that you know this is where I planted my garlic so you don't go tilling it up or shoveling everything around, but that it's marked and you know where it's going to be next year. And then it'll start to come up and it'll be super exciting because you'll have these little garlic plants starting and uh, by next June, July, you will have more garlic than you know what to do with. Uh, actually, you'll know exactly what to do with it. Uh, but you'll have a lot of it, and that's that's exciting. So uh, garlic is available at all the stores right now. Um, also, there is a I think uh, there's a an article. If you go to zamzos.com, you can actually uh, put in the search bar uh, garlic varieties or just garlic. There's a couple of articles I've written. The newest one, I think I wrote it last year, but I updated it this year, lists the varieties that we have and some of the, the traits that those varieties have. So it's really cool. Uh, stuff. It's not something you usually, you usually you just, you get garlic. You just, you know, you just have garlic, but actually having some of those varieties can really kind of change some of those things up. So, uh, the other, and they don't, it doesn't take a lot of work either. Like I said, uh, add a little bit of, uh, organic material to the soil, get some compost in there. Um, you know, you can mound it, you can trench it either way, however you want to do that. Um, either one is fine. Um, but you're, and you're planting it like, uh, your fall bulbs, like your tulips or your daffodils. Um, and, uh, so, but make sure you've got that organic matter in there. That's going to be really important because that's going to break down. It's going to feed it first thing in the spring, but it's going to start growing roots as soon as you get it in the ground. Um, you can give it a little bit of thrive or you can give it something like a little bit of Nutri-Rich. You don't want it to be the, like the, the dry fertilizers, put it over the top or, you know, cover the garlic a little bit, then put some of your dry fertilizer down. Uh, or you can go the other way, put the dry fertilizer at the bottom cover that fertilizer with it, uh, just a little bit of soil, and then plant your garlic. Like I said, about an inch and a half to two inches down, and then absolutely make sure you mark it. Water it in one time is plenty, won't need much. It's going to do its thing throughout the the rest of the fall, and then in the winter, you know, you're going to forget about it. That's why you got to mark it so you remember where it is. And then after that, next spring, it's going to start growing. It's going to do its own thing. You can give it a little bit of fertilizer or not. Does not doesn't really matter. Garlic is hardy. 
All right, we are just about out of time. Really appreciate the calls today. Uh, thanks, Nate, again, for filling in for Tara. And uh, we will talk to you guys here. I'm probably going to be off again for another couple weeks, so we might do a couple of <laughs> recorded uh, shows there, but we'll see how it's going. Actually, yes, definitely will be off next weekend. Uh, so uh, I will talk to you all in a few weeks here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and when it comes to feeding the wild birds, nobody knows like Zamzo's. No one else has our diversity of bird feeds, our huge selection, including bird blocks, nor does the volume we do. So no national chain knows birds better than Zamzo's. But what you feed and how you feed it will determine how many and what variety of birds you'll see. For starters, you'll need a feeder. Zamzo's has a huge assortment, and our expert staff can help you find the right one for your yard to attract the widest variety of birds. But what you feed is even more important, because unlike discount and grocery store seed, all Zamzo's wild bird feeds are blended exclusively for birds that frequent the Treasure Valley. That's why there's no waste. So if you're looking for a fun hobby and a great source of entertainment for the entire family, feed the wild birds. We'd love to help you get started, so come see us. Because since 1933, when it comes to feeding the wild birds of Idaho, Nobody knows like Zamzo's.